I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Robert Schneiderman, who is a jazz musician himself and a mathematician at the Lehman College in the City University of New York. And we're going to be talking about math and music. And then the, and the music you just heard, actually, was uh, by Rob and, and a group, and he's the uh, leader and composer. And so as someone who has experience in both jazz and math, Rob, uh, can you tell us what you see as the similarities between them or connections? Sure, I can give it a try. I mean, as a musician and a mathematician, I find the similarities to be metaphorical, not really scientific. So here's a shot. I think the most interesting thing to me is that there's common dynamics in jazz and mathematics. The processes of creating, discovering, learning, both mathematics and jazz have analogous dynamics, like thematic development, you know, making mistakes and then going off on tangential explorations, real-time exchange of ideas and exchange of roles between collaborators and spontaneous generation of constructive thought, etc. So the processes to me are fascinatingly similar. And that, that actually helped me a lot because I um, came to learn mathematics after quite a few years playing jazz and my musical background definitely helped me learn mathematics. You know, I knew that I had to practice, which in math meant do a lot of problems, work on hard on problems, jam with my peers. So other students were a source of support and you try to work on problems together and, you know, listen carefully to the experience folks, study classics as well as new material, and, you know, don't give up. It takes a lot of work. So that observation about the similar dynamics actually concretely helped me learn mathematics. And even in my research now, many years later, that same similarity of dynamics shows up. I mean, right now I'm at the Max Planck Institute in Bonn, Germany, and the structure of this institute is very much like a jazz community where, I mean, at any given time here, there's over 100 mathematicians from all around the world, and they stay for varying periods, you know, from one week to years, and working on research in mathematics, mostly in small groups, and getting together also for regularly scheduled presentations, programs, conferences, but mostly spontaneously interacting, like just more or less jamming, sharing ideas, questions, answers. I mean, it just goes on all the time here. And so this kind of blend of practicing and performing and jamming is a perfect environment for mathematics research. Excellent. In our moment, you say that, or I think the quote is that mathematics is like music that only mathematicians can hear. A lot of us do recognize that a lot of mathematics is hard for non-mathematicians to appreciate. Have you, after you've been in both, have you noticed any improvement in the non-math world appreciating math? Well, I'd say that there's certainly a lot of access to learn mathematics these days. I mean, there's organizations that are specifically making efforts towards outreach, such as the AMS, and there's institutions like Museum of Mathematics. There's individuals out there like 
saxophonist Marcus Miller's Math Plus Music Project. There's more and more expository material being produced by mathematicians on web pages, videos, blogs, podcasts, books, etc. But it still takes time and effort, concentration, perseverance to learn mathematics. So similarly to music, so you really to, to really get into mathematics, you got to do some work. Referring to the notices article you wrote, I, I have to ask you, can people hear the sound of a theorem? <laughs> well, that's a subtle metaphorical question. I don't even know if I can answer that. I mean, music and math connections to me are very mysterious, and I certainly feel sometimes similar sensations appreciating math and music but other times they seem complementary. So I'd say mathematicians definitely can hear the sounds of theorems in some metaphorical sense. But that's, as I said before, a challenge that you, in order to hear the, the music of mathematics, you really have to learn mathematics. And I think a critical component of this phenomenon is also the experience of students learning mathematics in the education system. So I know at the university level, mathematicians are really working to improve teaching. There's organizations like Math for America working to improve secondary school teaching. So the more we can learn about mathematics, the more we can hear the sounds of theorems. And is Robert, is there anything you'd like to add? Anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to say? Well, on the other hand, Music doesn't require you to be a musician at all to appreciate it fully. So in that way, it's the opposite of mathematics. And both music and math, I think, are great to learn from. Every discipline can learn from the skills that musicians and mathematicians have of getting used to not knowing the path ahead of time, embracing confusion as part of the learning process, maintaining positive outlooks when you're facing challenges and always having more to learn. I mean, these are just parts of the nature of musicians and mathematicians. So the more we can share this, the better. Yes. That's Robert Schneiderman, who, uh, Rob Schneiderman, who is a jazz musician and a mathematician at the Lehman College and the City University of New York. Uh, Rob, uh, thanks very much. Thank you, Mike. Good to talk to you. Take care.